What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rookie Ball, the podcast where you want to go if you need to know anything sports or if you just want to hear my opinion on them. I, of course, am always your host, Phoenix Hygus, and welcome back. I hope you all had a good week. And we have a plethora of things to get into today, the NFL, NBA, and NHL. So without further ado, let's get it. So as I said, welcome back everybody, and as I said, the NBA will be included in today's episode, but this will be more of a just run through of the games and what I thought and the series that are still going on and the series that have ended. So without further ado, the last game that we talked about was the Mavericks crushing the Utah Jazz 102-77. to The next game we had was the Miami Heat officially winning the series against the Atlanta Hawks 97-94. to no Jimmy Butler in this game, and the Heat still going to win. Trey Young just got stopped on this in this series. Uh, it's no way around it. He's still a great player. I don't want to hear any news offseason about him not being good. He is still an amazing player, but we will see how he plays next season now that one team has shown signs of being able to stop him. Then we had Game 5 of the Memphis Grizzlies and Minnesota Timberwolves game. The Grizzlies going to win this game by 2 points, 111-109. This series has been a great one so far. And as I'm recording this, obviously the Timberwolves have gone on to lose this series. And the Grizzlies go on to win. Yes, my prediction was incorrect, but the Grizzlies go on to play the Warriors and their series has officially begun. So that'll be an exciting one to watch. As I said, the Grizzlies had a chance to win the series all along. Then we had game five of the Phoenix Suns and Pelicans game. This game is way closer than the score shows it to be. It was just the last minute. The Suns going to win, and at the time I'm recording this, unfortunately, the Pelicans have been eliminated. But I'll say, they put up way more of a fight than I expect them to against such a great team in the Phoenix Suns. And Devin Booker is officially back. So I am back on the train of having them as my pick in the NBA Finals to win the entire thing. Then we had Game 5 of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Chicago Bulls series. And yes, I'm sorry that I have to be so correct in all of my picks. The Milwaukee Bucks win this series 4-1 after winning the final game by 16. I said, unless DeRozan plays like Michael Jordan himself, that the Milwaukee Bucks will win this series very convincingly. Now... They do not have Chris Middleton has been announced for the entirety of the Celtic series. He has a grade two sprain. That's problematic. I did have the Bucks and the Suns in my NBA Finals prediction. Obviously, I could have not predicted that Chris Middleton and Devin Booker would have got injured in their respective series. But now that Chris Middleton is out for the entire series, I am kind of worried the only thing is, I don't really know who's going to be able to guard Giannis on the Celtics. There are people that can play great defense on the Celtics. Tatum's a good defender. Williams is a good defender. Brown is a good defender. But I don't know if any of them can keep up with Giannis. And I know that Giannis can keep up with Tatum. So, I think there's a lot of questions in the series. I'm going to stay true. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. That is the first official, uh, or no, sorry, there is another round two matchup that has been decided. 
Then we had the Golden State Warriors winning their series against the Nuggets 4-1. to And Jokic did all he could do. He had over 30 points, I believe, in every single game this series. Look, the Nuggets will be back next season with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And once that happens, that's when we'll get to really see what this team is capable of. Then we had Game 6 of the Philadelphia 76ers and Toronto Raptors series. As I told everyone, I was not worried that the 76ers were going to win this series. Look, it, they're not probably going to beat the Heat in my, in my opinion, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, it could go either way here, but I got the Miami Heat winning, but congratulations to the 76ers for winning a playoff series. Shout out to them. Then we had game six of the Phoenix Suns and New Orleans Pelicans series. And as I will continue to say, yes, I expected and I said that Phoenix would win the series. Even when there was a chance that New Orleans could go on to win this series, I still picked the Suns. But man, if you get Zion, let me remind you that this team didn't have a 27 point per game average score on this team during the playoff run, during the entire season actually. So once they get Zion back, ooh, is this team scary? The question is, will they ever get Zion back? And if they do, is he going to get injured immediately? So that'll be the big question going into next season. Also, what moves they make during the offseason. I think they have a really good build, and they just need to build on top of that. They have a, a top 16, top 17 pick in this draft, so it could be interesting. Then the next game we have is the Dallas Mavericks went on to defeat the Utah Jazz 4-2 in the series. And this was an insane game. Uh, the ending was amazing. Bogdanovich had an open shot at the end and could have had a chance to save the Utah Jazz as a franchise to continue with this build that they have. But I think they need to blow it up as I've been saying and now... And actually, at the time I'm recording this, Rudy Gobert has requested that either him or Donovan gets traded. So the Utah Jazz will be a very interesting team to watch this offseason to see who moves and who doesn't. So just to go through, I'm just going to real quickly talk about my predictions for the uh, round two games. So first, we have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics, which I kind of got into a little bit. I'm going to stick with my pick of the Milwaukee Bucks. I just don't know who can stop Giannis on the Celtics, and I know that Giannis can potentially stop Tatum a tiny bit. Then we have the 76ers versus the Heat. I talked about this one a little bit as well. I do think the 76ers are a bit more talented as long as Jimmy Butler is back for this entire series. I just think that we saw too many troubles in the Raptor series for Philadelphia, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Heat. And if you want games, I got the Bucks in six, and I got the Heat in five. Then we have the Mavericks and Suns. If Devin Booker was out for some of these games, I would pick the Mavericks, but they had some trouble against the Jazz, and I honestly think the Pelicans are better than the Jazz. So I got the Suns winning this series, but I do have them winning it in six. I think, uh, I think Luka has enough in him to pull out a couple games. And then finally, we have the Warriors versus Grizzlies. Now, Jordan Poole has come out of nowhere. If he wasn't playing the way he was, I would instantly go to the Grizzlies here. But Jordan Poole was just way too big of a trio person on this team. So I got the Warriors in seven games. I don't think there will be any sweeps in round two. If there's going to be, I think it would be the Heat and 76ers. Uh, 
but we'll see how it goes. So that is all the time we have for the NBA. Let's transition into the NFL. Let's go. So the NFL draft, the first round has officially wrapped up as of last night. And although I'm not going to go through every single pick and talk about each one, I will talk about some of the biggest winners and some of the biggest losers from last night's draft. Now going into the winners, uh, two of them have to be both of the New York teams. The New York Giants had picks five and seven and they land Kayvon Thibodeau at number five. He is a pass rusher and then an offensive lineman, Evan Neal, probably the most talented offensive lineman in the draft from Alabama at number seven. I think both of these guys are going to help this team immensely. Uh, they just need, they just need to build around a quarterback. Daniel Jones, I do believe that Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Uh, I don't, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback though. And the Giants have been a poverty team for a while, so hopefully this helps them move in the correct direction. We'll see how it goes for them though. But I think the biggest winners of the draft, as it surprised me and surprised everyone, is the New York Jets. They go and pick, in my opinion, the best player in the draft in Ahmad Sauce Gardner at number four from Cincinnati. Yes, am I a little biased that he's from Cincinnati? Obviously. But I truly do think he's the most talented and most flashy Hollywood player in this draft. And sometimes that can be a big pivoting move on how you do. And at number 10, they pick an Ohio State wide receiver, one that I'm very familiar with, and Garrett Wilson. I personally think that Chris Olave is the better receiver on Ohio State, but we'll see how it goes. He's definitely, Garrett Wilson is a top five wide receiver in this draft, but they didn't finish there. They go on to trade back up into the first round and get the Florida State pass rusher, Jermaine Johnson, which that's a great pick. I mean, the man's 6'5", 254 pounds. I'm just saying the Jets have really had a good draft up in this first round. Two big losers, in my opinions, were the two teams that went on to trade their number one wide receivers, the Tennessee Titans and the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I'm going to give the bigger loss to the Baltimore Ravens. Although they drafted very well, Kyle Hamilton is going to be great on this team. Trading Marquise Brown when you have no receivers. You have Mark Andrews, who's a tight end, but now Lamar Jackson really does not have a receiver. Sure, you can go on to draft as many receivers as you want. I don't personally think anyone that they could draft or drafted could meet up to what Marquise Brown was doing. So for that reason, I'm going to have the Baltimore Ravens be losers in this draft, although Kyle Hamilton will probably go on to be one of the best players in this draft and probably has the biggest upside out of any player in here. I just, you gave up way too big of a talent. But moving on to the Tennessee Titans, yes, uh, you get Traylon Burks from Arkansas. But it's the same scenario. I don't think he's going to be A.J. Brown at any point uh, in his career. Y you deal him to the Eagles who deathly needed a, a wide receiver at some point. And now they have one. And now you've lost A.J. Brown. And in my opinion, the Tennessee Titans are not making moves towards competing again. And the fact that they still have Ryan Tannehill, I don't, I don't know. 
The only thing that makes me worry is Lamar Jackson was very hurt by this move. Uh, the, the Baltimore Ravens are not doing what he needs. And that shows in another team in the Green Bay Packers, although I like Lamar Jackson much more than I do Aaron Rodgers. And that's saying a lot because Lamar Jackson is in the division of the team I root for. Uh, the Green Bay Packers continue the trend of not picking a wide receiver in the first round. But they do go on to draft a few receivers for the rest of the draft. And although I think those were the right moves to make, I don't think Green Bay is going to be as good as we expect them to be. Now, obviously, they're in a weak division. But however their season goes, uh, I could... I couldn't care less, as I said. Uh, but the Green Bay Packers are another loser of this draft. The only team that I'm very confused on right now is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think the pick is good. As I said, I think Kenny Pickett, and I may have said it a lot long episodes ago, uh, I do think Kenny Pickett is going to be good. But what was he going to do his rookie year that Mitchell Trubisky couldn't? Now, obviously, they had to draft a quarterback uh, at some point after the tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins. But to pick most likely the most NFL-ready quarterback in this draft, I don't really know what the plan is here. Is Mitchell Trubisky the backup now? Or is Kenny Pickett going to sit back for a year or two to watch Mitchell Trubisky? I don't really know what their plan is. If Kenny Pickett turns out to be great, I think this is a great pick. Uh, but if they want to start Mitchell Trubisky uh, for this season, maybe the next season, I don't understand this move at all. I also don't understand how Malik Willis didn't get drafted in the first round. The Titans pick him up in the third after Desmond Ritter has been drafted. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Desmond Ritter. I think he's going to be amazing. But I don't think he was better than Malik Willis. But Malik Willis goes in the third round to the Titans. Obviously, they're going in a full rebuild mode uh, with Ryan Tannehill probably going to be out soon. So I actually really like this move. And I think they get a big steal in this year's draft in Malik Willis. So shout out to the Titans. After trading away A.J. Brown, they make a great move. The final team that I want to get into is, of course, my Cincinnati Bengals. I don't, I don't understand the pick of Hill. Um, it is what it is. I was hoping that we would have taken Andrew Booth Jr., a cornerback, but I'm fine with this too. Like I said, I think the Bengals have made the moves to get back to where they were in the Super Bowl. Uh, just very low-key. Uh, they've picked up the offensive linemen that they need to. So sure, if they want to pick up a guy that after uh, Jesse Bates, if they can't get an extension done, if they want a guy to back him up and take his place, I think this is a great pick. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I like Jesse Bates. I hope that we can plan to extend him. But if not, that's how it goes. But as I said, I think the Bengals have made all the moves that they need to. Most of this draft will just be uh, putting up depth at positions where we feel like we need it. But let me know what you guys think. Who made the best moves? Who made the worst moves? Who do you think will have the best draft for the entirety of the seven rounds? But without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, as I promised in last episode, let's get into some hockey. So the NHL playoffs have officially been made and clinched. So, I'm not going to go through every matchup like I did with the NBA, 
and the NFL. I'm just going to be going through the first round matchups uh, as they have been officially clinched and who I think will win. So let's see how I got this. Starting in the Eastern Conference, we have the Florida Panthers and the Washington Capitals. So Florida has the better record at 58, 17, and six. Washington at 44, 25, and 12. The Panthers won the regular season series two to one. The first game went to overtime. Then they lost the second game and the third game, Florida went on to win 5-4. So all three games decided by one goal. Now I'm just gonna go off. I've only watched Capitals games surprisingly. I haven't really watched the Panthers games, but I'm gonna go ahead and pick Florida. They are the number one seed for a reason. And I think they will go on to beat the Capitals. So Florida moves on to the second round. Then we have the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Now Toronto is a fan favorite because obviously they're from Canada. Tampa Bay, you know, the returning champions from last season, I said don't take them out. The regular season series is tied 2-2. Two to two, And this is tough because they're really close. They're only separated by three games in terms of record, five points. Uh, the regular season series is tied, as I said. Now, Tampa Bay definitely has the more convincing wins out of these four games. And as much as I'm, I'm rooting for Toronto to win this series, but you know what? I'm actually going to go with Tampa Bay uh, to win this series. I think this will be the best series out of the Eastern Conference. And as I go into Western Conference, it might be the best one. So we'll see how that goes, but I'm going to pick Tampa Bay. Next matchup, we have the Carolina Hurricanes against the Boston Bruins. These teams were separated by three wins in the win column, five losses in the loss column, and three ties. And Carolina has the advantage in all of them and a nine-point differential during the season. They also won the regular season series three to nothing, all pretty convincingly. Three to nothing, seven to one, and six to nothing. And without a doubt, the Carolina Hurricanes will go on to win the series. No doubt in my mind, I got Carolina winning. Then the final matchup we have is the New York Rangers versus the Pittsburgh Penguins, the team I root for in the NHL as we decided about a season ago. So the Rangers have the advantage record-wise. They have seven more points than the Penguins. And they won the regular season series 3-1. to one. No super convincing wins. So we had one to one to zero Pittsburgh, five to one New York, three to two New York, and three to nothing New York. Definitely, I would you know I'll say convincing wins, but it's nothing crazy. Uh, and you know what? I picked the Bengals to reach the Super Bowl because they were my team, and I was very biased, and it worked. So you know what? Let's try it one more time. I got the Pittsburgh Penguins. Moving on in this series. So yeah, go ahead. Go at me for this. But I got the Pittsburgh Penguins moving on against the New York Rangers. Now let's get into the Western Conference. So first up, we have the Calgary Flames uh, versus the Nashville Predators. Nashville is behind in the record standings and have a lot less points uh, this season. But they do lead the series 2-0 to 1. So, and it looks like technically uh, that second game that ended in a tie, 
uh, was a canceled game, and they were winning three to two when it stopped. Man, Calgary Flames is such a boring name. I'm gonna go with the Nashville Predators just because of the name. I know nothing about either of these teams, so I'm just gonna go off based off. Predators isn't even that cool, but Flames, it's so boring. It's like the Heat. They won the regular series as well, so maybe they have their number, so I'll go with Nashville. Then we have the Los Angeles Kings going up against the Edmonton Oilers. These teams were only separated by four in the win column, three in points, and the Oilers won the regular season series three to one. No wins that were super convincing. Uh, I guess five to one is decently convincing, but that was back in December. December 5th, actually, so the beginning of the month. And you know what? I'll go with Edmonton. I have a thing against Los Angeles teams. I think Los Angeles teams are very boring and they always win. Uh, so I'll go with Edmonton. Uh, go Oilers. Then we have the Colorado Avalanche against the Dallas Stars. Uh, Colorado, the number one overall seed in the entirety, I believe, of the NHL. They are up 11 games in the win column on Dallas. Have... 23 more points than them and they do not lead the regular season series they lost the regular season series two to one against dallas three to one dallas four to nothing colorado four to one dallas so yeah decent wins uh but i said from the beginning the first time that i talked about the nhl playoffs that i have colorado going all the way uh so colorado just because they're the avalanche is so cool and they're probably the best team uh in the playoffs so i got colorado beaten dallas then the final matchup we have is the minnesota wild going up against the st louis blues uh the blues are behind three games in the win column and only down by two points they did win the regular season series three to nothing uh they won six to four four to three in overtime and six to five in overtime so decently close games all around uh, with two going to overtime and man st louis is a is a jazz city so the blues actually match unlike the utah jazz um and minnesota i don't know i like i said this is a man who barely watches any hockey predicting the playoffs here uh so you know what i'll go with st louis i'll go with st louis to beat minnesota in their series now what is my lock of the round you may say my lock of the round is going to be the colorado avalanche beating the dallas stars so lock it up that's my lock of the round my upset of the round you guys let me know if this counts as an upset uh based off standings uh it does so i got the pittsburgh penguins as my let me know what you guys think. Uh, I got Pittsburgh as my upset and Dallas, sorry, Colorado as my lock of the round. If you watch hockey actively, let me know what I'm missing. If there's something I should talk about, please let me know. But unfortunately, that is all the time we have for today's episode. I do hope you guys enjoyed. We finally got back into the flow of talking about more than just one sport. So let me know if you guys enjoyed that. And go ahead and give my Twitter a follow at RookieBallPod1. And I will see you guys on Tuesday. And I will see you guys on the flippity flip. Get out of here.